With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another best of show here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. If you're new to the show, this is where we give you five minute snippets from every show that we have done this week. The best five minutes just to give you a chance to maybe hear somebody you don't normally hear or catch the best part of a show that you may not have listened all the way through. Before we get rolling, I want to remind everybody, please rate, review and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. We always say if you take the time to leave a review on the show, we will take the time to read it, good, bad, or otherwise. Uh, this one's a good one. Comes from Jill in LA. My go-to for 49ers news, she writes, five stars. I've been listening to Stats and Crew for two years. Rob and Levin are my favorites. They're funny and informative without blabbing on and on. I'm a middle-aged housewife, and I listen to 49ers and five every day. I agree with Stats that Purdy's fragile. Oh, I don't really say that. But the review continues. We are screwed if he gets hurt. Sam was great at USC, but the Jets ruined him like they do every rookie quarterback. My only complaint about the podcast is that there are a lot of commercials this year. I'm sick of hearing about HelloFresh every single day. I subscribe to HelloFresh, and they are the best. So I don't need to hear about it every damn morning. Keep up the great work at the Gold Standard, and I can't wait for the season to start. We love HelloFresh here on the Gold Standard Podcast. Brand new sponsor. We appreciate you. Look, I'm going to be totally honest. I had to go independent after SP Nation laid me off. So this is my full-time gig. So I got to get as many reads in as I can. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. If I get a little more for some of the spots and I can feed the family, I'll reduce the number. That's just me being honest with you. Now, okay, let's get right to it. We're going to start, and, and full disclosure, Nick Bosa didn't sign till later in the week. So you may hear some stuff in this episode that talks about Bosa not being signed. That's because when these episodes originally dropped, he wasn't signed. So that being said, let's get to the first five minute snippet of the week. Myself with Steph Sanchez on the Bully Ball podcast, wondering what to expect from Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is probably going to look better than he did last year. I mean, second year in the system, generally when uh, quarterbacks do hit a bit of a stride. And, you know, you mentioned it before, they do have good wide receivers to lean on. They have Najee Harris to lean on. So, yeah, it's it's a valid, I think, 
statement to say he doesn't scare you, but I think you can't you can't overlook that either. Uh, the 49ers have done that, you know, in the past. What was it uh, in that Raiders game when they had to play Stidham and look what he was able to do. So you just never really know. It's all also about the game plan and what, you know, Mike Tomlin and, and their offensive coordinator has planned against the 49ers that maybe could, uh, you know, have them moving the ball pretty well. Like you just, you just never know. So yeah, I think on the offensive side, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of screen passes, although that worries me because, and I haven't seen anyone really mention it, but the screens in the preseason did not look good. Like (laughs) from Mm. any of the quarterbacks, really, I, I didn't think so. I hope that's something that they clean up uh, before week one. Cause I think like the screens are going to come in handy to just kind of neutralize the, the pass rush a little bit. Um, and yeah, CMC definitely going to want to use Debo. I mean, I'm excited. Let's talk about some good things, right? Like I'm excited to see Debo in what should be, um, you know, better season for him. It's like, he just looks way more in shape. He see, it seems like he's way more focused than he was last year. And so I'm excited to see both him and Christian McCaffrey on the field together, because I think they're they're capable of being just as big of a threat as each other. And so I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they dial up with Debo this year. And Ayuk, I mean, I know <laughs> you're not as high on Ayuk as I am. I do love Ayuk. I, I think that there should be better chemistry with Purdy and Ayuk this year, and I would like to see it. Uh, Rob, let me ask you this. With George Kittle dealing with his injury still, he's still trying to manage through that. It's an adductor injury that is like the groin area. Um, do you think Kittle plays? I mean, he didn't he didn't practice yesterday. Yesterday was a light day for the 49ers. I think he was working off to the side, but mm-hmm. I guess we'll know more, um, you know, maybe tomorrow if, if he does practice at, in any capacity. I don't think he does play, to be honest with you. I think the Niners will be conservative with him because they know that they want him, you know, down the stretch. And if the, he has to miss this game, I mean, clearly the Niners don't care about big guys missing games because if they did, Nick Bosa would be signed. And so maybe they look at it like, you know what? I'd rather have you for weeks two through 18 or three through 18 than to rush you back on the field early in week one. You know, it's a, it's a non-conference game, you know, Yes, you want to win all the games because you're trying to get the number one seed, but you're not going to go undefeated. If this is one of the games you lose, maybe the 49ers say we're willing to do it. I don't know. But no, I don't think he plays. I really don't. And I'm amazed that he's banged up again with no contact. Like <laughs> it's friggin' preseason. Uh, no, it's it's concerning for sure. To, it's not a great way to start the season. It seems like this is how Kittles has started the season the last couple years. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I remember last year, at least, there was a lingering camp injury that kind of spilled into the beginning of last year. It was, uh, you know, when people talk about Kittle's slow start, a lot of people pointed to that being the reason. I think he even talked about it. Man, I don't, I don't know if they can afford another season of Kittle, like, not being 100% or, like, close to it. I know no one's really 100% once football starts, but – you know, I, I think that's a that's a concern because again, there currently there's a huge drop off between Kittle and you know Charlie Warner or Ross Dwelly, uh, especially in in the blocking um, 
you know, sense as well. So again, with TJ Watt, you're not going to have the help of George Kittle potentially. We're not saying he's for sure going to be out. We really don't know, but if he isn't, it it is it could be trouble. On Wednesday, Grant Cohn and I talked about the improvement that Brock Purdy can potentially make this year versus the adjustments that defenses will make to him. Why do people think Purdy will not improve? And we have seen everything okay. there's state. Let's talk about that. Um, I think that's a straw man. No one thinks a, a 23-year-old player won't improve. The question is, his improvement versus the improvement of the scouting report against him. They're in, com- they're in competition. So he can improve. He can, he can read defenses better. He can get the ball out quicker, all that stuff. The scouting report can improve too. Which one's going to improve more? So if his numbers go down, he may have improved, but not as much as the scouting report and the books out on him. And like that happened to Jimmy it happens. To a lot of people. I think that's yeah. what people are thinking about. That's a really good. I like that comparison. Cause I agree with you. Both of those things can and will happen, but with Purdy, it's like, it's well, a race. Where, where is he going to improve? If you're telling me that the best <clears> thing he does <throat> is processing and getting the ball out, you know, and getting the ball <laughs> to the playmakers at the right time, kind of, did it. Can you get even better at that? I guess you can. Yeah, degrees. Sure, degrees. But I feel like the scouting report against Brock can take quantum leaps. Like, no one knew who he was last year. They were preparing for essentially the Jimmy offense. And anytime this dude rolled left, they were like, oh, my God, what is that? Like, everyone knows it's coming now. So I, I just want to know, if, if he can change his game and change his tendencies and start beating the, the scouting report, then you're looking at a guy who's a serious, really good professional athlete. Like those are guys who have sustained success over a decade. We don't know if Brock is that guy at all. We'll find out. He's had an, he's had eight games. A lot There's of a lot of players that played well for eight games, especially on good teams. A lot of guys that played yeah. well for sixteen games. So we still won't know. One thing I want to look at: drops back to pass. You get pressure. Step up. Get vertical yep. in the pocket. Yep. Don't escape to the side. Get vertical and run for three, five yards, and just get down. Yep. Like that's fine. Yep. He's got to do that. Everyone's expecting you to spin out and back into the left, back into the left, like the Zap Ruder film. Don't do that every time. On Thursday's show, Levin Black and I reacted to a comment that Kyle Shanahan made on KMBR about how defenses are playing him differently than when he first became the head coach of the Niners. Did you hear what Kyle Shanahan said on KMBR last week? I thought this was really interesting. They asked Kyle how often teams run things that they've never run before against the 49ers. And Kyle literally said it used to be easy back in the day because nobody, everybody would just do what they did. And Kyle knows how to break that. He knows how to destroy your defense when he knows what's coming. Now he said pretty much every week they run something that they've never done before. So teams are literally willing to almost sort of play left-handed against the 49ers because they know if they don't change it up, Kyle will just completely deconstruct them. So it's interesting to me. I'm going to keep an eye on like how fast do the 49ers start in games or do they need a drive or two to figure out like, hey, okay, this is the new wrinkle that they are throwing at us. Here's how we have to adjust. It's to me, one of the big parts of Purdy. Can he overcome those early struggles? Because I think you can look at it. Yeah, the Niners tend to struggle both early in the season and early in games. Normally, it's not until the second quarter that they suddenly pick things up. You know, it's that that third drive is normally when they start to get going and then they're normally really good the rest of the game. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, it was all right. You're basically punting on scoring in this first quarter. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it will be interesting to see if Purdy can kind of overcome those, can do a little bit of the ab lib plays like I talked about 
to where he lifts yep. Kyle Shanahan until Kyle Shanahan knows what the defense is trying to do and destroys them. Right. And that's why I do think the Niners are going to be a much better offense with Purdy, even if Purdy isn't like spectacular, you know, even if he doesn't perform like he did last year, I think they're going to be better than they were. I I'm very confident they will be a top 10 overall scoring offense. And I think they have a very good chance of being top five. So I think they do become better early on, which is why it's a, it's important this year. They got to get off to a better start. They can't be you no know, two and three with, they got a lot of easier games early in the schedule. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're exactly right. That could be like the perfect sort of marriage. That was the idea with Trey Lance with the mobility, was that you wanted somebody that could overcome the situations where you weren't in the perfect play call. So that's definitely something to watch going forward. If the Niners do have success offensively early in games, is it within the structure of the offense or it was, is it more Brock making something happen when it's not necessarily there? And if that can work, if that marriage can sort of happen, then we're looking at something really, really special. Then we're looking at an offense that really will keep, defensive coordinators up at night and not just because of the quote-unquote Jimmy gimmies as we used to say well I mean even if if you take like the Jimmy Garoppolo offense and how it performed and you just make a small adjustment say Purdy is the same level of passer as Garoppolo he makes no improvement as a passer than what Jimmy Garoppolo was but what he does do is he gets out of that one to two sacks per game that ended a drive Mm -hmm. so if he keeps one to two drives going that were sacks and ended with Jimmy Garoppolo, even if they're only field goals, that's three to six points per game boost. If you give the Niners three to six, you know, say split the difference, four and a half points. If you had four and a half points to the amount they were scoring per game, they've been a top five or damn close offense every single year for the last five years. That's a good point. Judd says, what's Levin talking about? Fans told me Kyle's only good with his first 12 scripted plays. Yeah, they're either a complete or the Niners dominate because they're scripted. He doesn't adjust, right? So if the defense does a good job and comes out with something that stops those scripted plays because they changed something up or they didn't do something that Kyle expected, those scripted plays, Kyle sticks to them and they freaking suck. And I I think more often than not, they don't do overly well. I I hate the whole scripted idea. I, I don't think it works. I think maybe your first three, you know, if you go, okay, first down, second down, third down, on the first drive. This is what it's going to be if we need it, right? After that, change. Beats and Meat says, like Kyle Shanahan, I've scripted my first 12 comments. Kyle scripts the first, I forget what it is, 12, 15 plays in the game. And then he also scripts coming out of the half. He scripts basically that mm-hmm. whole first possession 
Uh, I don't really have a, I mean, the script is basically, here's what we think they do. Here's how mm-hmm. we think they beat it. But right. if teams are consistently not doing what they normally do, then does the script help you that much? I don't know. But we know Kyle's system is is predicated on setting you up doing something early and then making you think they're going to do it again. And then mm-hmm. having a wrinkle or a variation that can get you for a chunk play. So maybe that's why he likes the scripts. I mean, he, he does, he he's doing what or has been doing all along what he's talking about. The defense are, are starting to do to him. What Kyle does every week is he looks at how the defense tends to like to cover things. And then he changes his offense to purposely trick yes. that defense. All right. Because, you know, we heard about it in the Play Callers podcast. Kyle sits in on defensive meetings. Did even when he was like a, you know, just getting started in coaching because he wanted to know defense as well as a defensive coordinator, new defense. So he looks and analyzes the opponent's defense and goes, all right, when this type of route is run here, the defense adjusts this way, they move this way, they play zone here, they play man here, you know, they, they change this way. And then he purposely runs things where it looks like they're going to be going in and they get that adjustment from the defense and then right then the route changes. Things like that is what Kyle loves to do, and that's what defenses are starting to do to him, to where it looks like they're about to change the way that Kyle predicts, and then all of a sudden they have a different wrinkle in there, and the defense in terms of their coverages actually rolls in a different way than what Kyle saw on film. On Friday, Michelle Majuk and I broke down the best bets for Niners Steelers and special treat. Her wife, Kate, joined us. Kate runs the Steelers coverage for SB Nation at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. She also writes for Pro Football Focus and Yahoo. So we had me and two Majuks on Friday talking best bets. Let's get into some best bets. We haven't done this in a whole year. I always enjoy this on a Friday. Best bets from 49ers Steelers. First of all, Michelle, how many do you have for us this week? I have one, two, three. I have three and a half because the fourth one I don't feel great about. Okay. Do you want to start with that one then? We'll, we'll work our way up. No, no, no. no. We'll start. I've got, I've got two. Uh, Kate has two and I I have, um. oh, we have the same one. How fun. Let's start with the one that we have the same one on. So okay. obviously we feel very good about this. George Pickens, longest reception over 19 and a half receiving yards. How random that we both have that. Yeah, we didn't we didn't compare notes before this this uh, podcast here. This just comes down like obviously you know George Pickens he's the big play guy and this is like when we were talking about susceptibilities for the 49ers talked about this as being a potential point of emphasis for the Pittsburgh Steelers. George Pickens, 11 of 17 games that he played last season, his longest reception was 23 yards or longer. Like, I I think this is a a matchup conducive bet, but just speaks to the way that he is targeted down the field and his play style. And and I think this is a smash. Yeah. So I pulled up his numbers from last year. He had 17 receptions of 20 plus receiving yards. Next closest on the team was seven, but I just, I just wanted to compare this to other folks, right? So 17 receptions with 20 plus receiving yards ranks for tied for 11th most in the league but everyone above him had at least 114 targets on the season he had 84 wow. so to compare he tied for the most such receptions with stefan diggs who had 154 targets and stefan diggs brought in 17 receptions of 20 plus yards then there was jamar chase he had 134 targets he had 13 receptions of 20 plus yards 
Garrett Wilson, 147, 13 receptions. So what George Pickens did on his little usage and having 17 of these receptions is insane. Also in an offense that barely throws long. I mean, last year they were throwing short nonstop for, so for him to do this is truly impressive. And he's already had two receptions of 20 plus yards just in the preseason. They played five drives and he already had two of them. So I, I really expect him to at least do it one time in this game. Chris Waddell, YouTube channel member, says, interesting, Michelle, talking about the Steelers is more hopeful in feelings when talking about them and more in- analytical when talking about the 49ers. That's why you need a non-fan on, in the, on the channel. Yes, I agree. You are outside the bubble. But now, of course, you're in the bubble. Yeah. But uh, I agree. We like the perspective on the 49ers. But, yeah, you're like all of us when you talk about your team. We all have to be a little hopeful. If you can't be hopeful before week one, it's going to be a long season for you. Oh yeah. I'm sure I'm going to be crying when the 49ers beat the Steelers like 35 to seven. And then my <laughs> dreams and hopes are to, you know, yeah. I'll be eating my mayo with some tears coming down my face. Yeah. When well. George Pickens uh, longest reception is, is 19 yards on the dot. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I hope it is. Let me just say that. Um, okay. Uh, Kate, what was your other bet? Uh, Brock Purdy under 30.5 pass attempts, which feels like a crazy line to me. I'm not totally sure what we're what we're getting at. Um, Purdy started uh, what a full was it eight games in his career? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Under. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. And no. it, like we we saw in all of these games, um, you know, there was just one effort of more or 31 or more pass attempts it was week 17 against the raiders which was an absolute shootout like that was not a normal that was not a normal 49ers defensive effort uh, especially when it comes against the the las vegas raiders um not not a good showing and i i don't expect this to be a high scoring game I definitely don't expect that we're going to see the second most pass attempts in Brock Purdy's career, his first game returning from yeah. Tommy John surgery. I like, there's no way in hell, no way in hell. I'm taking the under so easy. And it's, it's plus one ten odds. So you, wow. you get plus money betting this bet, which I think is um, ludicrous. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, plus 110 means bet $100, win $110. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty favorable bet. Um, I I don't think the 49ers want him to throw that many times. If everything goes the way they plan, he's going to throw like 25, 27 passes. They're going to run the ball like 30 times, and they're just going to control the clock that way. That's what the 49ers want to do. The only way he hits this over is if things go foobar for the Niners, basically, like they did in that oh, Raiders that game. Fubar. Fubar? You don't know Fubar? I've never, never heard of Fubar, but you're you're like 20 years older than us, so maybe it's F an old up Beyond all recognition, Fubar. Oh. Fun. All right. Apparently I'm the old guy. I'm using the old slang. Okay, Dad. 2429. You guys are jerks. All right. So that is two bets from Kate. Michelle, you had said you've got some others. What do you like for us? Yeah, so uh, a lot like George Pickens. You know I love those longest receptions, right? So I'm mm-hmm. going Brandon Ayuk over 22 and a half receiving yards for his longest reception of the game. 
So this is the thing. I was just talking about the guys who had a ton of long receptions last year. George Pickens and Ayuk both had 17 receptions of 20 plus yards. And that guy who had the next fewest targets to do it was Brandon Ayuk. So it was Brandon Ayuk and George Pickens getting it done on few opportunities last year. The Steelers allowed the second most receptions of 20 plus yards to wide receivers last season. And then when if you're just looking at what Brock Purdy did with Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk uh, had six receptions of 20 plus yards with Brock Purdy last year. Purdy only threw two other passes of 20 plus yards that were completed. It was Ray Ray McLeod had one and Juwan Jennings had one. That's it. And then Ayuk <laughs> uh, had the six others. So it seems like Ayuk uh, is that guy that's going to be the deep threat going to be utilized in that way. And yes, I think the Steelers secondary is going to be better, but they're still not going to be like on like they're not going to be dominant where they're shutting everybody down. So I don't think Brandon Ayuk has a huge game, but I do think he has one big play. He's going to get some chances. And the nice thing, like with Pickens, I feel like if he's going to get it, it's got to basically all be through the air. Whereas with Ayuk, he could catch a five yard pass and just run for the rest of it. So you do have that. Uh, Benjamin says that Fubar has roots in the Vietnam war. Rob, welcome to being old. Well, okay. Sorry. Um, Tannis says kids these days. I mean, look, I, I am 38. What do you want from me? I am who I am. Okay. Uh, I like all the bets so far. So we've got three on the board. You say you have two more, Michelle? Uh, well, one more I feel good about, and then I'll give you one other one. Uh, okay. Brock Purdy over one interception. Well, over it just has to be one interception because it's over 0.5. Over 0.5, okay. So this used to be our favorite bet with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? You say do it mm-hmm. every time. But I, I like it for this one. I'm saying Patrick Peterson is maybe calling a shot, and I think it might happen. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be the one that gets it, but I do think Brock Purdy throws an interception in this game. We know that Purdy got away with a, a lot of almost interceptions last year. He's been throwing picks in practice. He's just coming off that surgery. But also, like this is going to be a hostile environment. I think TJ Watt's going to get to him, make him be, you know, make mistakes. And I've brought this up many times now throughout this 44 minute podcast, but the Steelers had 18 takeaways in the 10 games that Watt played. Watt is just such a difference maker and making quarterback quarterbacks make stupid decisions. And I think he at least has one interception in this game. We saw Patrick Mahomes get an interception last night. There's a still photo of the interception going around. The ball is literally in the middle of the receiver's hands. That Kadarius Tony, I think he threw it to. And not only was it not caught, it bounced off his hands for an interception that went for a touchdown, but the ball is in his hands. We could see that, you know, sometimes I think people think interception, they think like, oh, quarterback makes a bad decision or something like that. It could just be a fluke thing like that. I don't like, I felt a lot safer about this bet when Jimmy was the quarterback. Brock only threw four, and I know he got away with some. I don't feel as confident about this one. I might abstain from this one, although normally I know. I'm I'm right there with you. Um, the pressure up front, I, I do think the Steelers are going to get some pressure up front, and I, I think Minka Fitzpatrick, there is just I, – I feel like there are a few safeties in the league that have this innate ability to be – literally wherever the ball is like <laughs> he is a magnet for the ball and anytime it's, it's tipped in the air minka will be there he's just there like yeah. it, he could not be there he could be like 40 yards away and then suddenly the ball's tipped and he's like, boom there he's amazing actually the two of those safeties are in this game hufanga is the same way not as good as minka because minka's incredible but like they're both kind of ball hawking safeties 
That's the only one so far that I'm not going to join you in. What's the one you're not totally confident in? It's Christian McCaffrey over 97 and a half scrimmage yards. When I saw this, I was thinking, okay, this is a smash. Like I expect Christian McCaffrey to have a hundred scrimmage yards in this game. But then I went and looked and he did majority of the time have at least a hundred scrimmage yards. He hit it in eight of his 13 games played with the 49ers. He hit a hundred plus scrimmage yards and that's not counting the chiefs game. Cause I don't count that as an actual game. He was there. Right. So okay. eight of 13 games, he actually played a lot of snap. He hit a hundred plus scrimmage yards, which is a, a pretty good percentage when you're thinking about bets. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I am a little bit worried about them trying to get Elijah Mitchell more involved. Is he full? Is he fully healthy? Is he playing? He's going to play as far as we know, he should be good to go. Okay. And then if you have, you know, you have all the other weapons, Kittle and Devo and Ayuk. I do think though, if this is a rain game, they have to try to establish dumps and the run, get those shorter passes to McCaffrey and over the middle is a weakness of the Steelers. So I do think McCaffrey should hit this. I just, this is the one I'm not as, it on but i would not take if i had to bet one of the over or the under i'm taking the over that's going to do it for this edition of the show hope you enjoyed our offerings for this week just a quick reminder please join us immediately after niners steelers on sunday levin black and i will be live on the gold standard network youtube channel reacting to the game taking your questions your comments breaking it down from every possible angle we love those shows we would love it if you would join us and be a part of them like and subscribe to the youtube page hit that little bell and you'll know immediately once the show begins thanks for listening everybody hope you have a good weekend we'll talk to you after the game lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.